Hey, kids, Spen, with your only option on the internet. I'm uh, back for another episode. And um, as we talked about last time, um, back in the woods, uh, the the situation uh, with the living at the frat house didn't work out. But that that was, you know, that wasn't in the cards. And now I'm back out in the woods, living in the truck with the, you know, the leak. And it's cool. Um, it's warmed up. The weather is nice now. Um, no more rain. It's not raining nearly as much because I was I was getting waterlogged, uh, and that was rough. Um, Chip is back. He's uh, hanging out, uh, looking for scraps, and I'm providing them as much as I can. But uh, stealing, he's stealing a lot of food. He's a you know he's a rascally little raccoon so uh he 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 wants some food and he's gonna take it he's not he's not messing around he's like i said he's a biter um and uh i'm not i'm not uh thrilled but i'm also i also like the company um but i am looking for another uh another housing situation so if you're in the market um i am i am down with that uh, just, just anywhere you got a, you got a crawl space that you're looking to inhabit. I'll take that over for you. You just let me know. That's, that's cool. Um, hold on a second. But you know, this is a, you know, the regular show. Um, I, I have a guest. I found another guest. I was, I was out and about checking out the neighborhood. I was uh, close to the Southern. I pick up a lot of people around the Southern. They're just wandering around there. It's crazy. And I picked up this guy. Um, turns out I know this guy. I've met him before. Um, I'm really excited to have him. And now I'm going to take the gag out of his mouth. And we'll uh, we'll have a chat. So here we go. Uh, just grab that. Uh, oh, sorry about that. This is the... Some extra elastic there for some reason. I don't understand. Uh, I'm just glad to be able to breathe, not just in my nose. Anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's it's better. Was that I way. snoring? You, I, I didn't notice any like wheezing or any of the. Oh, good. You know, yeah. regular nasal. Sometimes nasal I, mean, sounds. I can't just I, I can't just be a nose breather. I'm Jewish. We're mouth breathers, <laughs> you know, genetically. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, no, but that's uh, no. You you sounded fine. You sounded great. Oh, it good. was very silent. All right, yeah. uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. You sounded great. I couldn't hear you. Exactly. <laughs> that's perfect. That's what I'm looking. For. That's yeah. what I'm looking for as well when it comes to, you know, kidnapping hostages. hostages. I try to be a good hostage. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I mean, it's, I've been waiting my whole life to be held hostage. No one's, right? uh, no one's ever been interested before. I was not, I was I, not aware of that. Yeah, I'm no, glad I'm, I could uh, fulfill a dream. Of no, yours. I really was. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, I mean, a fantasy is too strong a word, but uh-huh. it's something that I've, you know, let's just say I've put myself out there in <laughs> hostage really? friendly situations really? and there've just been no takers. Yeah. I, I'm interested in this. What kind of hostage friendly situations have you put yourself in? Well, I mean, I, by the way, I just want to interrupt the uh, Jason shoulders. Here. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, Jason yeah, shoulders. Thank you. That's my name. Is, yeah. uh, is my guest. Um, but, uh, what hostage situations have you so, put yourself in? I hitchhiked across, uh, Turkey. A turkey. Yeah, and that was a long time ago. I wouldn't yeah. recommend it now because no. you probably would. You would be. You in probably trouble couldn't there. avoid a hostage situation mm-hmm. if you hitchhiked across Turkey now. But when I was twenty three, maybe mm-hmm. either twenty three or twenty four, I don't remember. 
uh, I hitchhiked most of the country of Turkey. Wow. Yeah, and wow. I was all the way like on the Iranian border. I wouldn't let anyone oh, see my God. passport. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, because you wow. seriously like don't want. I told everyone I was Canadian, and mm-hmm. I left my passport at the consulate in Istanbul. Yeah, which would be impossible. The, like you couldn't right. do that. No. But people, what are they going to do? Like it, search your bags. I mean, so that was the this this was in the days. In the this, this, is not, is, this is the nineties in the nineties yeah, so things were a little calmer yeah. back then oh Turkey was yeah Turkey Turkey was, totally Turkey cool. was very uh, yeah. very progressive yeah. uh, country back yeah in those days. I mean it's still parts of Turkey are still True. progressive which True. is why there's so many problems in Turkey because not everybody in Turkey is progressive right right so right. but back then it was very tourist friendly and. Mm-hmm. It was honestly uh, felt pretty safe. Um, mm-hmm. I hitchhiked with this woman that I met. We were not romantically involved, but she wanted to be able to hitchhike safely, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I wanted to be able to get a ride. Ah, because they won't pick up men in Turkey, but they'll pick up every woman. I had long oh. hair, and I would walk with my back to the cars, uh-huh. and they would see my long hair, and then they'd slow down, and then they'd see my unshaven face, <laughs> and then they'd speed up. <laughs> so the trick, I there. couldn't be taken hostage, you know. Right. I, yeah. Right. So uh, that that's a that's an interesting story there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It sounds like you had lots of interesting experiences oh my God, dude, in I've those days. Got, I mean, yeah. I spent a year and a half living abroad and teaching mm. English for most of it, but... Mm-hmm. Really traveling and and bare bones, kind of like I mean, you know, I stayed in hostels and stuff. I didn't, sure. I didn't sleep outside too often, right. a couple times, but um, not that level. But yeah, but it's uh, but, pretty but, intense stuff there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. definitely out of the comfort zone of your average American for sure. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. I am. Uh, well, I, I are you average at, in that at way? One, <laughs> at one time, I was average. Now I'm living in the woods. But before Is that, true? That, are you really? Living yeah, I'm in, in, the, in woods? the woods. Yeah, no, it's serious. I'm living in the woods. Um, and uh, well, yeah. It, it, if you get a chance, if if we get through this whole thing and you get out, and uh, yeah. you, you, I don't know, we just don't, check out the. We don't know if I'm going to live yet. That's you never so- know. You don't know how this thing is going to turn out. Let me just little, little uh, a spoiler. You'll probably be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spoiler you know, up front, I, pretty much everybody's, everybody's everyone has on. survived. Everyone, it, it's hard much to get on. your next guest if you yeah. actually kill off I'm, your last. I'm guest. really not. I'm not an aggressive kidnapper. I'm. Pre- <laughs> it's pretty much. A, I need a guest for the show, and I find one. Yeah. that's that's pretty much the show. Like, yeah. That's how it works. There's there's nothing really else to it. But I like to. I like the mystique. I love it. I like the mystique of, you know, ooh, is there a little danger there for the guest? Or they could they be in trouble? Well, I like there. the fact that you picked me up and just blindfolded me and I didn't know where exactly right. you were blindfolded, taking me. Blindfolded. Uh, gagged. The gag, gag. I could have done without the yeah. gag, to be honest. Yeah. But I understand. Like, you need me not to talk. I and... skipped the chloroform on you, though. Well, I felt I felt it wasn't necessary. That was generous. I, yeah. I, I'm I also pre- heavy. Right. You don't want to have right. to drag me, like... You know, I'm one of those victims that you want to have be semi-mobile. Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, let me just say that I have an apparatus for that if it's necessary. Okay. So <laughs> I've got. I've so got it a, wouldn't have been a problem. I've been doing this a while now. Well, so I've I could use the rest. Honestly, I mean, next time chloroform my ass. Okay. No. Sure. Yeah. yeah. We'll just see how we're, we'll see how this goes. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. <laughs> there may not be a next time yeah, chloroform never, or not. You never know. <laughs> uh, but uh, well, I appreciate you uh, being so accommodating considering the circumstances. And uh, but it sounds like you've I'm had experiences. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, like, this is not too far out of the realm of of uh, possibility for your life. No. No. I mean, I no. think hitchhiking cross turkey is not that different from walking through downtown Asheville. Oh, yeah, you know? I can see some similarities. Yeah, there. I mean, sure. you know, uh, you have a lot of people with headgear, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and generally it's more the men here have their face, yes. you know, disguised, uh, bearded generally, but a lot right. of bearded men, that's similar. Although 
Turkey, as I think about it, didn't have a lot of beards. Really? Yeah. Hmm, that's um, interesting. But definitely there were, there was, you know, a country like Turkey is very interesting. You have your, your very progressive mm-hmm. community sort living with secular your... Secular community. Yeah, living yeah. with your very, very religious community. So you ah, have a lot of burqas walking around. A lot of inter, inter, uh, interaction. Uh, Maybe not interaction, Not but as much. A lot of, a lot of uh, passing on the street. Ah, you know, so. like... They're they're in the same places at the same time, but mm-hmm. there's there's not a ton of interaction. Mm. Uh, but I, I had so many fascinating experiences there. I mean, well, really, yeah. Like, okay, well, uh, since we're on the subject, well, uh, do you have a particular story that pops to mind on uh, on one of these journeys you've been on? Well, I mean, just the uh, staying with Turkey for now, because uh, that was one of the most sort of exotic places I've been, mm-hmm. and the fact that I hitchhiked everywhere made it. Kind of put, it kind of put me down, yeah. you know, on the level there. Uh, I learned to speak enough Turkish to say, I'm a student, I have no money, and I'm trying to get to whatever the next town is. Uh-huh. And so I got, uh, it was during this holiday called, uh, I think it's called Bodrum. I don't know if Bodrum's the name of a town or the name of the holiday. I forget, mm. but it's, it's in uh, May or June. Every Turkish family sacrifices a lamb. Oh, and they all take like a week off. Okay, and they sacrifice a lamb and they party. You know, wow. it's a celebratory okay. like give thanks to Allah and and just celebrate. And they go dancing and they you know. So I got picked up by these two guys in a minivan, and it really could have been like yeah, it could have been it serious. could have been a serious nightmare. Yeah, and they said they were doctors, and I said I was Czech because I've been living in Prague, and I didn't <laughs> want to tell people I was American. And they're like, your English is pretty good for a Czech person. I was like, well, I was educated in America. I mean, the lie just got bigger and bigger. Right. And so, you know, then they invited me to meet their family. And I said, mm-hmm. sure. And next thing I know, they're turning off the main road onto this dirt road. And I was just like, wow, this could end right now. I mean, I, yeah. I was pretty sure, like, I could take these two guys unless they had a gun. Because okay. they were smaller than I was. They were Turkish. I was, you know, big American dude. Not that big, are, tur- are Turkish people generally smaller than American? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think so. As memory serves, I know. guess. I guess the my, doctors are my picture in my mind is all of the American propaganda about the Middle East and Turkey and all this kind of things that they're they're you know the men are very large and and uh, imposing. Well, but there were some. There, there were, were some. some. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, the the just as a brief parenthesis on this hitchhiking story, uh, I was hired for twenty four hours to work on a day boat, a boat that would take tourists out like to cruise around the Bay Area and they'd give them, you know, feed them food and everything. And they wanted me to do it because I spoke, obviously, English and they mm-hmm. thought I could wrangle customers better because ah. they would trust me because I was American. Okay. And the guy who worked on the boat was half Turkish and half Australian, so he spent every summer in Turkey doing this work. And so mm-hmm. he kind of corralled me in. And the night... So there was one night, and then I slept on the boat, and then the next day we went on the tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and so I think um, we went on the tour, and I was like, because I was the help, I was supposed to eat down below. Uh-huh. Like, but meanwhile, I was like totally fraternizing with all the the tourists, and there weren't sure. that many. There were like four or five, six people that came on the cruise, you know. Yeah. And then that night, the second night, we were all sitting around talking. And the cook, who was a big, burly dude, you know, uh-huh. the kind of guy who would go down with the ship, yeah. like, you know, yeah. uh, his girlfriend was there, and I was talking to her because she was British. And oh, I was okay. 24, and she was 50. Okay. Like, 
I was not hitting on his girlfriend. Yeah, there was not one of those situations. You know, yeah. But he perceived me as a threat. Oh, and. She had actually tried to break up with him a couple times. And this happens. I hear this story a lot from Westerners dating men in Turkey and some of the other countries. Uh-huh. But I heard this story more than once in Turkey. And I'm not trying to make any kind of sweeping cultural stereotype. But I will sure. tell you, I've heard this story more than once. Where a Western woman is dating a Turkish man. Uh-huh. And at some point, they want to get out of the relationship. Uh-huh. And they can't. They just can't. You know, they can't. Like, they leave the country, and, the, like, this guy went to wherever she is in Britain and brought her back, you know? Brought her back? I mean, I'm not sure he... I don't know what he did, whether he wow. seduced her or made her promises. But anyway, she came back. Uh-huh. But she was clearly not feeling totally safe. She wasn't in a good place. I mean, yeah, I just... I was, But I was just talking to her, but that, I was getting the sense that... And he didn't speak enough English to understand our conversation. Uh-huh. Of course, the Australian guy understood plenty of English. Sure, you know? yeah. Anyway, I was sitting there, and I, I tend to cross my arms a lot, not because I'm shut down to what I'm seeing, but because I'm, I'm comfortable sort of that way. Ha- habit. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, you should uncross your arms. You seem very closed off. You're very this, very that. And I kept trying, and then I, my arms just kept inherently <laughs> right. crossing again. And by the end of that night, at like midnight or one in the morning, they fired me. Like <laughs> They kicked like, me off the boat. Off. I had nowhere to go. You're out. Yeah, I mean, luckily I had met these... Austrian guys. So I'm guessing this Australian guy was on on board with this cook or whatever. The Australian guy wanted me to stay. Oh, he did want you. Yeah, to yeah. Stay. Oh, he okay. wanted some. He wanted a. He wanted a friend. You know, I was uh, like sure, more or yeah. less his age. He wanted someone who was you, you can know, talk. Yeah, he could talk yeah. to, and mm-hmm. like you know, he didn't. He didn't want to spend his whole summer alone with a cook either. Right. At least he could speak Turkish, but you know, still, I mean, that's not his chosen right company. Right. But, yeah, no, this guy was, like, he really wanted me gone, and they kicked me off the boat at, like, you know, one in the morning. And, Jeez. And so I went and resumed my stay with these four Austrian guys that I'd met. Uh-huh. And these guys, like, worked. They had a job, like, renting jet skis or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. And and their names were Captain, Big, Spade, and Joker. <laughs> and I'm not what? making that up. That was they were all Austrian, but okay. those were the names they that went was their by. Name, but the, the the English terms for those, right? They, no, those the, were their nicknames. Like those they, they are, okay. had, and that's what you called them. Like okay. I mean, they weren't mean about it. They weren't, right. you know. I mean, uh, Captain was a pretty big dude, and so was mm-hmm. Big uh, Joker and Spade looked straight out of Spinal Tap, <laughs> and and I was and I was you know, but I befriended these guys, and they were like, just stay with us, no problem. We have a house, you know, and sure. there were like plenty sure. of single beds, and everyone was in one room, and you know, right. Uh, and they hung out at this bar. I don't remember the name of the bar every night. Uh, I don't remember the name of the bar, but they hung out there every night, and they had the wall of shame where they would write down either their conquests or things they'd done that they should be ashamed of. And one of them had gotten so drunk, he was walking home, and he got sick, so he leaned over a wall and vomited. And there was a Turkish family asleep on the other side of this oh wall. God. So written on the wall of shame was, I've thrown up on a Turkish family. Oh <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Wow. And so uh, I'm pretty sure it was Spade had brought home this Turkish girl mm-hmm. and was fooling around with her. Meanwhile, we're all like, it's all one room and it's all single beds, you know. <laughs> right. And he's like trying to convince her to give him something. Right. And I mean, for a Turkish girl to even go home with a guy like that, is already it's pretty bold stuff. Yeah, it's already like unconventional by mm-hmm. Turkish standards. But she wasn't gonna just totally let him have her either, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I won't get into the details of what I was awake 
through. <laughs> Fair but uh, but I definitely was like, you've got to be kidding me, you know. Uh, but I had nowhere else to go. Right. So I got kicked there. off this boat at one in the morning. I ended up back at these guys' place, yeah. you know, and they were like, Jason. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> like, and one of them is and uh, one of them's coercing a, a woman. Yeah. Something. Basically, you know. Well, yeah. he didn't ultimately coerce her. She didn't. She didn't go. No, no. She was strong. Like, she, yeah. She was strong. She didn't leave, but she held her ground. Well, that's good. Yeah, no, that's a did. that's yep. a good outcome to that story. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad to yeah. hear. I'm glad that you it asked because it way. wasn't like you know I laid there while somebody molested somebody. That, I was, yes, yeah, that's, that is. That's I a guess good what, thing. I guess that's what it sounded like. <laughs> he was just trying. No, he was he was trying to verbally, uh, you know, all of convince, his all of his efforts convince were verbal. Her of, convince her, convince her, and yeah, that and, it's okay. Yeah, and to let like, her know that she, you know if she didn't want to have sex, and there were lots of other options that he would have been okay with and right. he kind of went in descending order and uh <laughs> but he like, ended up with nothing Meh. he ended up with nothing <laughs> uh, if he did exercise one of those options he exercised it alone that's all i can tell you <laughs> so uh but by that time i think i'd finally fallen asleep but well, good for you but yeah but uh anyway that was so that's that little thing yeah, so yeah so i had been picked up hitchhiking by these guys uh-huh. and they took me off this dirt road and i really was like well this you know this is how College kids die in Turkey as they right. get picked up hitchhiking <laughs> by the wrong minivan, right. you know. But exactly. these guys were so nice, uh-huh. and and they didn't force me down there. They said we'd like to invite you to meet our family. Would you like to meet them? Sure. I was like, sure. So we get in there, and we go in the house, and sure enough, they've got they've rented this beautiful house. It's right near the uh, Black Sea, hmm. and it's um, we're on that northern coast of Turkey. Okay, and. I go in the house and they sit me down in a chair and they put the entire family like in a semicircle around me, like, you know, 20 feet away from me. <laughs> but like, because they all wanted to meet this Czech guy <laughs> that they'd picked up hitchhiking. And, and at that point, I knew that I had a choice to make. Like, either I maintain the lie right. or I tell the truth. And if I tell the truth, they might kick me out or they might be just like, you know, I would explain why I had lied because I was doing sure. it for my safety. But sure. I went with a lie. <laughs> and I just maintained that I was Czech the entire time. Uh-huh. And and we went out to dinner. I was dancing with them. Like, it was a party, you know. And yeah. I don't remember what we were drinking, but it was the Turkish equivalent of ouzo. Okay. And if you've ever had ouzo, which is a Greek, like, liqueur, like uh-huh. a licorice, you know, it, it's... Uzo was a mistake. Like, nothing okay. good ever happens <laughs> at the end of a bottle of ouzo. And right, it's, not, it's, it's one of those very smooth, easy things to drink that you can just keep drinking. It's just a mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like uh, absinthe, you know, but right. without the hallucinogenic qualities. Right, right. But it's that kind of thing where, like, it just no story that starts with we were drinking ouzo <laughs> ends with I met my wife. Right. <laughs> you know. So, uh, but yeah, so we were drinking and dancing and partying, and I stayed at their house. And but by the time morning came around. Mm-hmm. They realized I'd been lying to them. Oh, no. And, and they didn't understand it. And it was too late. I liked them so much. <laughs> right. Like, I really loved these people. And they really embraced me. And they yeah. were so warm and welcoming. But, uh-huh. you know, they just kept interrogating me with all these questions. <laughs> and, and this story was just getting thinner and thinner uh-huh. as it went along. And by the morning, they just were done with me. Uh-huh. But they were all leaving. And okay. I said, well, you know, just take me to whenever you're going. And they could have taken me most of the way to Istanbul. They're probably going to fucking Istanbul. <laughs> but they dropped me off in some... Can you swear in this show? Sure, okay. yeah, say whatever. They, they dropped me off on just some shitty little town. <laughs> and they and they literally... I almost did like a tuck and roll back out of the minivan. I mean, like, that's <laughs> oh, no. that's how ready they were 
to get just rid like, of me. They just like rolled you up on a carpet and pushed Pretty you up. Much. The yeah, they're just like they're just like you're on your own. <laughs> you know, American, whatever. I forget what the Turkish word for American is. And uh, I know that when I was, ever I was walking, the Turkish kids would yell, "Hokey, hokey." And I don't know if that's because they hear us say "okay" a lot, uh-huh. or that "okay" means something in Turkish. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, so then I ended up. I just walked to the bus station. I was okay. like, you know what? I think I have run out of good hitchhiking karma. Like this was it, uh-huh. and I kind of blew it. And I just I lost my nerve. Like someone who's been skydiving their whole life, and just like I think I've I think I've done my last dive. Like my next dive, my chute probably won't open. Kind of feel. <laughs> right. And so that was me. I was like, I don't think my my, you know. Yeah, you uh, have you you've wasted uh, enough of your nine lives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've used all my hitchhiking karma, and I'm done for now. And so I just went to the bus station and then took a bus back to Istanbul or wherever I wanted to uh-huh. go next. Okay. And um, but it was, I mean, it was an adventure. Sure. And a half, and of it was course. great. You all know, right. I really, I mean, I really had a great time. Uh, but but when I was done with Turkey, I was done with Turkey. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, you're ready to go someplace. Uh... Somewhere that I felt like I wasn't being sized up by everybody uh-huh. I met. Uh-huh. Like, I Where'd really... you end up going after that? Uh, back to Berlin. Berlin. Yeah, because I had fallen in love with this Russian girl uh-huh. that I met in Berlin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, dude, this is... Okay. So, I had gone... I was living in Prague, and... Before I graduated college, this is right after college, I went mm-hmm. straight and I left the country as quickly as possible. Uh, during my junior year of college, I lived in Ecuador for six months and I met a girl from Switzerland and a guy from Germany. They were together as a couple in Ecuador, but not after Ecuador. Mm-hmm. And I, I befriended this guy and I went to visit him in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's now one of my best friends on the planet. Mm-hmm. But at the time... He sort of said, I think I gave my phone number to too many people. You know? <laughs> like, that's how he tells just the story. Because people I just, show up yeah, to yeah, his yeah. house. I totally just showed up and I was like, hey, I'm coming to Berlin for a week. He's like, really? <laughs> and so, uh, but he took me out and we went to this bar called the Kumpelnest, which means like the friend place. You know, your Kumpel okay. is like your buddy, okay. your comrade. But, uh, but you know, non without all the communist like mm-hmm. uh, ramifications of right. the word communist. Right, not that kind of. Uh, but it's called the Kumpel Nest, and it's in like it's safe once you're in the Kumpel Nest, but it's all hookers outside the Kumpel Nest. Okay, and probably some inside. So the is Kumpel it like you're sort? Of, is that sort of in the red light? Yeah, district? it's kind of the red light. I mean, there's okay. there's there's no red lights, but. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of in the, it's where, it's a part of town you'd go if you wanted to pick up a girl or get some drugs uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. But Berlin's a pretty safe place. I mean, the only thing that's not safe in Berlin is to be like in a skinhead neighborhood and not right. be a skinhead. Right. But short of that, most European cities are fairly safe for the most part. Mm-hmm. And, and even like buying drugs and getting hookers is not the most dangerous thing you can do in a European city, generally. I mean, in Amsterdam, it's the safest thing you can do. Sure, yeah. You're, it's completely legal, <laughs> yeah, and there's, totally, yeah. there's no, uh, there's no uh, gang affiliation with anybody you're buying your drugs for. No. I mean, if it yeah. is, they're a friendly gang. They're yeah, like, they're they're like hey, hey, great to meet you. There you, you know? go. So, I mean, if they, if they were to hijack you, they would also put you on their podcast. So, <laughs> so he takes me to this bar called The Kumpel Nest, and I, we, I walked in, and it was truly like one of the few times in my life that I've just loved at first sight. Like, I laid eyes on this girl who looked like Anna Karenina. 
mm-hmm. from whatever the my imagining Savannah right. Karenina. She had this perfect like curly black hair, and she was just stunningly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she was simply dressed. She wasn't dressed in any kind of like made it seem like she might be a prostitute. She's wearing like a baggy sweater, and she looked totally normal sure. and just just, just a normal nineties clothes. Yeah, right. No, but true. But even like less, you know. Okay. And yeah. she was just so breathtakingly beautiful that. Um, and then I saw this like weird couple on a couch and I used to keep a journal and I was very artsy back then. And so I asked her and her friend if I could borrow a pen. That was my icebreaker. Uh-huh. So I could write down some stupid idea I had on a napkin. <laughs> and then I gave it back to them and I started talking to them. Well, she didn't speak any English, but her friend spoke perfect English. So I uh-huh. spent the whole time talking to her friend. But her friend knew that I liked. Well, she knew that her, fr- her friend liked me. Uh-huh. And her name is Aliona. I can tell you that. It doesn't matter. So. She, her friend knew that Aluna liked me, and she didn't want to get in the way of her own friend. In fact, uh-huh. she had, as it turned out, she had taken her friend out that night so she could maybe meet a guy because she'd oh. been in a relationship for the last three years. And the guy had told her that he wanted to, he wanted to start seeing other people. Uh, and he yeah. said sleeping with the – they're 21 at the time. Okay. And he said sleeping with the same woman and only the same woman is like eating rice and only rice. Oh, that right. is what he said to her. Oh, right. And <laughs> – and after, you know, she and I were together for about six weeks before I went to Turkey. And, and I really, like, we really fell in love. And I will just say that if, if I was going to eat rice and only rice every day, that's, <laughs> that's one dish of rice I'd be totally rice. down with. Yeah, that's some really great rice. Good rice. She was awesome in so many ways. And, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, we met in this bar in this messed up part of town. And, and the girl who spoke English left. Oh. And left us uh, to our own devices. She's like, "Will you make sure my friend gets home or whatever?" I'm like, "Seriously, you're gonna <laughs> abandon your friend in the Kumpel nest?" Like, and and they lived in what's called the Bazette's house, which is a squat house, which means it's a, an abandoned building oh, that wow. people just move into, figure out a way to turn the lights on, and they just live there. Right. And in Germany, if you live somewhere long enough, it's yours. They let you stay there. I see. They don't. You don't own it, but they don't kick you out. They eventually, what happens is the government takes over the building. And they rent it to you. They re- they renovate it and they rent it to you. Oh. So you become a legitimate tenant because they would rather have legitimate tenants in there than nobody in there and then not making any money off of it. So they're very socially minded, very smart. Right. So they're living in a squat house in East Berlin, mm-hmm. and that is a little funky over there. Yeah. And because that was that wasn't long before the wall. This is yeah, yeah, just like, four years after the wall came down. Three yeah. years after the I, this is ninety three. Yeah, so, so that's four just years. Four years. Yeah, that's not very and long. A, no, not very long. I mean, a lot of changed, but but yeah, uh, it was still all of Berlin was kind of like what West Berlin had been like, you mm-hmm. know? and but it was still like East Berlin. You knew when you crossed over to the east, it just felt different, mm-hmm. even though you didn't go through a wall or anything, and you could go back and forth. And I mean, my German friend was like, "Hey, let's go walk back and forth across," you know, because <laughs> yeah. it's a big deal to be able to do it. Right. Yeah. And so, but you got to understand like how far they traveled from. East Berlin to go to the Kumpel Nest of all places. Like, <laughs> it just didn't, none of it made any sense. Right, right. And then, so uh, I said, you know, I, we got a couple choices here. And this is like, she, the only English she knew was from Guns N' Roses songs, you know? Oh, God. And, and, uh, <laughs> did she know what the words meant, though? <laughs> no, she just, she knew, just the knew the words. Like, one time she, like, I said to her, I was like, uh, I was like, don't cry. And she's like, uh, don't you cry tonight, you know? <laughs> So it was like she would hear these things and then find out they had actual meaning. Yeah. And uh, 
So somehow, I, I honestly, in hindsight, I don't know how I communicated this many thoughts to her. <laughs> but all I know is I told my friend, I was like, can we give them a ride? And he's like, sure, no problem. Meanwhile, the driver was getting blasted, you know. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't really want to drive home with a drunk guy. And, right, and it's yeah, like, don't good. worry, I'll smoke some pot before we leave. I'll be fine. Like, oh, that's <laughs> How helpful. is that going to yeah. make it better? It'll so, make him drive slower. <laughs> yeah, he did drive pretty slow. So I figured we were taking them back to... Uh, to East Berlin, which was fine. They said, whatever. Uh-huh. My friend was Garrett. He's the best guy. Garrett, if you listen to this, you know how much I love you. <laughs> Garrett was just like, just, you know, whatever you want, Jason. You know, we'll, we'll get her back there. Or, you know, who knows? Sure, just sure. the night is young and, and we'll just see what happens. So she ends up, he ends up handing me the keys to his apartment. Like I hadn't, we didn't know each other very okay. well. Yeah. He handed me the keys to his little studio apartment. He dropped me off there with Odona. And, you know, we just, at some point, I asked her what she wanted to do. She wanted to go home or come home with me, and she said she wanted to go home with me. At least that's what I gathered from her uh-huh. zero English. Sure. And uh, and then you know, once we got in, we just were all over each other, and it was great. And it was like it was a really great night in a lot of great ways, you know. Sure. Sure. And but also really funny. And you know, when you're when you like someone, but you don't have verbal communication at your disposal, you find other ways to communicate, and you develop inside jokes and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was really. You know, it was a really sweet, amazing, awesome night. And, you know, I remember sometime after we had sex for the first time, my Garrett called me from his girlfriend's house. He's like, listen, I'm sure it's fine, but we picked this girl up at the Kumpel Nest. I don't know. You know, we don't know her. Mm-hmm. I left my wallet out, you know, just find my <laughs> wallet and hide. So I'm every time she goes to the bathroom or something, I'm hiding valuables <laughs> under the mattress, which we're sleeping on. So, so, and just like a mattress on the floor right, too, you know? Right. So, so I'm literally like, I'm looking for his watch. I'm looking for his wallet. <laughs> and meanwhile, I'm having this incredibly intimate experience. Right, and yeah. every time she's out of sight, I'm hiding things that she might <laughs> steal, you know? And, uh, it's, I mean, she turned out to be great, but there right, was honestly, right. she could have been anything. Right, she of course. Been, you she, just met her. That I she night. just met her. She's Russian. Right. We're on, you know, hooker way in, <laughs> you know, in right. the the Kumpel nest where anything can sure. happen, and clearly does. And her friend has left. I mean, the whole thing in hindsight looks so suspicious. <laughs> but at the time, I just rolled with it. And, sure, yeah, because you're young, and this is the experience you want to be having. Of dumb, course. full of cum. You're like that was, <laughs> that was that defined that eighteen months yeah. of my life. Okay. And, Oh, I mean, I wasn't as dumb as Spade and Joker and Big and, <laughs> right. you know, like those guys, I remember having a conversation with them. They refused to wear condoms. They're oh, like, God. I'll just get AIDS and die. I'm like, well, oh, what right. about all the other people who get AIDS too? They don't have your opinion. They trust you. And they're like, oh, it's their problem. I'm like, holy shit, oh, you know. God. Anyway, enough about them. So uh, in the morning, uh, we're, we're sitting in bed, smoking cigarettes, watching CNN. Uh-huh. And something comes on about Israel, you know. There's uh-huh. always something on the news about Israel. And something came on about Israel. And and this is when she uttered her first complete sentence in English. Oh, no. She's like, ugh, I hate Jewish people. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I said, <laughs> I said well... I'm Jewish, you know, and and then she was so embarrassed, you know, and then she told me this story about how, you know, she was young and she, there were these three Jewish guys who lived in her building and one day they abducted her and all raped oh. her down in this oh, pit. God. I don't even know if it's a true story. Yeah. Like, 
it could be a true story. It wouldn't surprise me, not that they were Jewish guys, just wouldn't surprise me that a pretty Russian girl... Things happen yeah. to people in Russia. Yeah, and they yeah. happen Unfor- here, too. You yes, know? unfortunately they do. But yeah. she wasn't wealthy, and, you right. know, it just... Yeah. Everything about it was a believable story. Sure. But it was also like she really had to come up with something good, you know? <laughs> yeah, she had to do it I mean, quickly. She, she, <laughs> so she, well, that was her go-to story. Um and uh, and that was and shortly after that was when I found out about her boyfriend because uh-huh. she had this necklace on. I was like, uh-huh. "Oh, it's a beautiful necklace." You know, who gave it to you? She's like, "My boyfriend." I'm like, "Boyfriend." <laughs> oh. So that was when we went and met with her friend, who I, I forget the order. Of, I think I came back a couple weeks later and and met with her friend. And her friend had to sit down with us like the UN and translate so we could have a conversation and communicate about this relationship we were starting. You know, uh-huh. and uh, and her friend had a phone. And her friend had her own apartment. Her friend is, you know, she lives in Vegas now. Like, she's a very uh, capable and wily human being. Not wily, like, not that she's uh, ill-intended. Sure, sure. This is a girl who knows how to to take care of herself. Yeah. Um, Not the one I got. The other one. (laughs) And so, uh, yes, when I left off, she was living in Vegas and married some American guy named Scott, you know. Yeah, sure. Scott, of course. Yeah. I was like, when I found that, I was like, she couldn't have found a more of an American guy, you know, than Scott. Scott is the most American name. It really is, yeah. (laughs) And I'm sure Scott was like, you know, who knows what Scott did, but... But I know that I talked to Lena's aunt in San Francisco, and she's like, I think you should forget about Lena. I'm like, Lena's not the one I'm interested in. I mentioned her (laughs) friend, Alona. This is like years later in America. Anyway, so I go over to Lena's house with Alona. We have this little, you know translated conversation that's when i find out about the rice situation that's uh-huh. when i find out about the you know so she has his boyfriend but they're you know they have an open relationship now because you know he wants to date other people and uh-huh. so she said the whole reason we met was because you know she was kind of heartbroken you know and her boy so she lena took alona out to a bar to try and you know just give her Cheer a night her on up. the town yeah. sure done yeah. sure like out of the gate, she meets me, you know, which I'd like to think wasn't the worst thing that ever happened. No, of course not. Uh, So anyway, it was pretty funny. And this went on for about six weeks. She came down to uh, Prague with me for a little while. And a friend of mine spoke fluent Russian. Uh So he would uh, hang, we would go out with him and he could talk to her Mm -hmm. forever. Mm -hmm. So she loved him, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a threat. He wasn't hitting on her or anything like that, but she just loved him. Like, I very like Michael. She said very like all the time. She didn't know how to say I like that. We had so many funny, like Englishisms. Um, Uh and, and so that lasted six weeks. Then I went to Turkey and when I was done with Turkey, I realized like I had walked away from this girl who was in love with me Uh and that I really liked and I'd made a mistake. Ah, and after course. two and a half months of telling people in Turkey about Alona, I went back to Alona, you know. And mm-hmm. by that time, she was, you know, She'd she was moved, over me. She'd moved on. She'd moved on, yeah. Ah. Um, but I, I, uh, I came back a year and a half later and uh, had some friends just take me to her bar at her squat house i just showed up (laughs) and the look on her face was fucking priceless (laughs) like she was just i mean she was blown away and understandably like i had gone out of her life and her mind i just a year and a half later i just turned up in her bar i didn't even know she was gonna be still living there Yeah. yeah it was crazy uh and but by that time she was really over me 
Yeah, and she, we tried to be friends for a while. We weren't not friends, but it just wasn't, you know, right, that, right. that wasn't, wasn't the relationship. But she'd learned English. Oh, interesting. Know? So you guys could communicate. Well, yeah, and by the, and by the way, that's probably the worst thing that ever happened to our relationship <laughs> was her being able to speak English and me knowing what's actually going on inside her head, <laughs> and that the most important thing to her is you know, Guns and Roses and and. Queen and she, you know, I mean, Freddie Mercury died of AIDS right around then, and she's uh-huh. like, oh, "I love Freddie." I'm like, "You want AIDS?" She's like, "I don't care. I love him so much." I'm like, "Jesus," you know. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, those are some. Well, there you go. Those are some adventures. That's, that is an adventurous story there. Yeah, from Turkey and then Turkey from to Berlin. Berlin with a little yeah. side of Prague. Yeah. And well, that's uh, that. That's very. That. Thank you for sharing. That. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, there's. I'm telling you. I can go on for days. Like oh, I these no stories doubt. just roll into other stories. And when I tell that's been a long time since I've told these stories, it's hard to even believe that they're true. <laughs> and I actually tried telling the Alona story one night at one of the open mics here. Oh yeah. It was seven minutes of silence. <laughs> like it didn't work as a stand up story. It really only uh-huh. works as a conversation. Right. Yeah, it's a conversation. Yeah, yeah sure. So, it's just a story. It's, it's a nice story that you get to tell. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice it's one of those one a, of those things. Yeah. You get you know, life experience that you get to share with people. That's very nice. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um I think this this might be a good opportunity for us to take a little break. Okay. And um when we come back, we're going to play some games. Now I should say Ahead of time, that these games, I don't want to. I don't want to concern you, but they are a little bit important. Okay. Like you have to really think through them, because you really need to do well on the games. Or I don't. Or you might not be able to leave. All right. Now I'm. You know I don't want. I don't want you to be too concerned about it. It's not. It's not anything you need to be too worried about. But just keep that in mind. It's How many bodies are there in here that were bad at games? I. I. I really couldn't. Uh, that were bad at games. I don't know. I. I mean, honestly, I. Uh, I. You know, there. I don't. I don't personally have any bodies. Hmm. I haven't buried any bodies. But there could be. I, I don't know what's buried under this building. Yeah. There could be dozens of bodies buried in this building. It I can't feels take, like that. I'm not taking responsibility for other people's bodies, is what I'm saying. <laughs> that's, that's all I want to say about that. All right, we'll be right back after this. And we're back with your only option on the internet. Uh, I am back with my guest, and we are going to play some games. Are you prepared for this? Because this could be important. Well, I mean, my life's on the line, so it, I'm ready. Well, it's... I, I, I should... I, what freedom. I should take. Your freedom is on the line. Yeah. That is true. Your life... I'm not... I'm not a... a, a violent person. Okay. So... But I am a lonely person. <laughs> <laughs> the woods get lonely. The woods get lonely. <laughs> that uh, The raccoon is not a great conversationalist. He's I, never been to Turkey. He's never been to Turkey. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to tell me even if he was. I, I would have no idea. So he may have been. Actually. He may have been. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. What, I don't know what his life is about. I just know that he steals my food a lot. And you and call I, him Chip like as if Chip. he was a chipmunk? He's a, he, I call him Chip um, because uh, he... Uh, I don't actually know why I call him Chip. It just—I think it was the first thing that popped into my head when I saw him. Okay, just say Chip, Chip. Hey, Chip, <laughs> Chip. Uh, okay, so we're gonna play some games. All right, 
Uh, and the first game that we're going to play is called the movie game. Okay. And the way we play that game is I give you the title of a movie, um, and you have to tell me what it's about. Now, um, you probably won't have heard of this movie because I'm going to make it up. All right. Okay, so just keep that in mind. Uh, don't try to, you know, go through the Rolodex of movies in your head. And no, no, I'm not going to steal yeah. another movie. Because you're not going to know this movie. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, uh, I will give you the year it came out, even though it's made up. I'm still going to give you the year it came out. Cause that'll, it, that'll influence, yeah. It does influence the film sure, yeah. in a certain way. Um, yes. So, this movie... Uh, this movie came out in 1981, so it's a it's a it's a modern classic. They would call that all right. Modern classic film, 1981. Um, it's uh, the firefighters' sorrow. The mm. firefighters' sorrow. Anything coming to mind here? Well, I. It takes place in a small town. Okay. And the firefighter comes from a long line of firefighters. Right. Their family, family has been firefighters since they invented fire. <laughs> That's a long time. It's a long time. <laughs> so, you know, it, he bears a lot of responsibility. And I sound like Obama there. Bears a lot of responsibility. I've never done it like an Obama <laughs> interpretation. but uh, I, don't know, I don't know what the next phrase would be. I don't know. What so... Uh, he not only feels responsible, he feels responsible for, for managing fire. Uh, I'm looking for another word besides responsibly, but I don't have one. Right, sort of like a, a, a fire, excuse me, I'm almost going to sneeze, a fire sort of... Uh, uh, He's I like a protector. Protector, of protector of the flame. You know, and, and, and now rumor has it that his family is tied to, I wish I could remember the name of them. There is, in India, uh, there is a group of Iranians who live in India. Uh huh. But they, I don't know the name of this religion. This part's true. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But they are protecting this fire, like this original flame. Oh wow! There's like an original flame that's been that they carried over from Iran and never extinguished, and then these families maintain this flame so that the original flame is always lit. Wow! And I can't think of the name of them, but anyway, he's one of these people. Okay, yeah. so he came but over from Iran. Well, his family did. His family did a long time ago. Uh, okay. They're fully assimilated. Gotcha. Like you know, he wouldn't be. I mean, this is the Midwest, right? Small town, Midwest. You know, he doesn't look Iranian anymore, you know, his family's intermarried, but uh-huh. but the men in his family Keep have been flame. keepers of the flame. Ah. And he's at a point now where he's fallen in love. Uh-huh. And the woman he loves has a fear of fire. Oh. When she was a kid, her house caught on fire. Uh-huh. And this guy's father saved her and her family's life. Okay, so he's the he uh he's an important figure in her life. Yeah. Well, well his her his family. Right. She owes her life to his family. Mm-hmm. And 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 so and and now they're contemporaries, right? This is his father that saved the family, but now that he's grown up and the family I don't even want to call it a business because it's more feeling of responsibility. But sure, you know. So on the one hand, they're the keepers of the flame, but the other hand, their job is to protect people 
from fire. From fire. Right. So the, the, the tension that this family lives with in themselves is already, I mean, it's, it's, they're, they're, they're living at that high stress level of like, we have to keep enough fire, but not too much fire. <laughs> and, and it's a balance. It's they're a balance. Yeah. They're, they're trying to balance it. And, and so when he falls in love with this girl, the, the one thing that she says that she can't have in her house is the fire. Oh. He can't maintain this flame because she's just, she's traumatized. Right. Of course. From this early childhood experience. Yeah. And, so he has to choose between not just his family, but his religion and his belief mm-hmm. and his and just the history these these hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, of his family being one of the few lineages left protecting and maintaining this original flame. Wow. Yeah. He has to choose between that and the woman he loves. Who his father saved. Wow. Who has post-traumatic stress, stress from, from the fire. fire. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's a real, that's a real, uh, that's a real drama. It's a drama. Yeah. Boy, but, there's, but there's, you know. There are light moments. There are light moments. Yeah. I mean, you know, on their first date, like, you know, he invites her over for a candlelight dinner and, <laughs> and she blows out the candles and, and, and then she realizes like, wait, did I just blow out? He's like, no, 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 <laughs> that's not the fire this is just fire, you know? So like <laughs> right. candles are okay. You can still blow out candles. Okay. Um, but you know, she's, and then, and then she's like, well, let me light them again and see if I can do it. And, but she reaches to, to light the candle from this holy fire. Oh. He's like, no, 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 you no, can't, don't do, you can't don't do, do that. that. Then, you know, my ancestors will be, will, you know, move from the good afterlife to the bad afterlife. Like, it, oh. like, like they say, like, if you light a cigarette off a candle, a sailor dies. Like, have you ever heard that? <laughs> I've never heard that. I'll before. tell you where That's I learned so that weird. is in Prague, which okay. is landlocked. Oh, oh so I see. So why they have, How would they like, that? myths about sailors <laughs> dying and, like, that's a part of their culture, I have no idea. But anyway, so it's similar to that. You, you can't light the dinner candle off the holy fire. Mm. And so, you know... She learns about that on their first date, right, right. but it's fine. I mean, you know, he's, it's not the first woman he's ever made dinner for. So he's familiar with some of the things that can go wrong. So he laughs sure. it off. And, you know, I mean, he's, this is the love of his life. And they, and yeah. together they have to, they have to manage this, this very tricky and treacherous kind of, they have to walk this line together, mm-hmm. you know, between the fire of their love right. and the fire of, of life of life and history and all yeah. that stuff wow wow that's like it's almost epic in its, yeah. in its scope there yeah and the, some of the scenes are breathtaking I mean it's filmed on location uh-huh. you know between I mean so the, the current day stuff mm-hmm. is filmed in Kansas or wherever they live oh, right, you know sure. but all the backstory scenes are shot in Iran and coming through India and up through Siberia. And, uh, you know, they came across through Alaska. They maintained this flame all the way down until... Oh, wow. So they crossed the... Uh, what's the... The Peninsula. Barren Strait? Is that the what Baron, it's called? Is yeah. that what it's called? Whatever the, yeah, the little thing where it's... During yeah. the winter, you can walk from can Russia walk from... To, uh, to Alaska. And, yeah, no, their family made that trek, I mean, years ago. Sure. Years ago. Sure. Hundreds of years ago. Wow. Yeah, so... so so there's this truly epic quality to the film mm-hmm. and the juxtaposition of just this rich tapestry of cultural transformation mm-hmm. and all the different th- to like just Kansas you know? right, to Kansas. <laughs> like, 
Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a. That's and then a, at the end of the line, he says, at the end of the movie, he turns to her and says, I, I don't think we're in Persia anymore. Uh, of you course know? he does. <laughs> of course he does. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That I think that's a really that sounds like a really good movie. Yeah. Well, I, I'm gonna, I hope you see it. It's, I'm going to look it up on Netflix when yeah. I get home. Yeah. No. It's uh, you when can IMDb it when my wife lets me come yeah. back home. Right. Right. Are you you're you're hostage I mean, outside the house? Right. Well, I mean, I just live in the woods. In the woods. Yeah. And my, if my wife ever takes me back, I'll go home and watch some Netflix. And watch some Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, you can't get you don't get Wi-Fi in the woods. No, there's no Wi-Fi. I I I don't live close enough to anybody's house, mm. um, and I'm not I'm not really a techie, so you know I don't know how to break anybody's password anyway. Mm. You know, yeah. people people put those passwords on the Wi-Fi these days. I mean, they put their phone number as the password. If you know their phone number, you know their password. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I should start looking up people's phone numbers. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Just that's do a brilliant. Reverse lookup. Oh, I'm gonna Next start time doing you that. have Wi-Fi. That's a really great idea. Yeah. Uh, I would do that. My phone, I do, I do have a uh, 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 a smartphone, um, but the battery's been dead for a long time. Mm. So um, tough to charge things in the woods. Yeah, yeah, it's tough, tough to charge. I will, you know, if there's an outdoor outlet, you know, next mm. to somebody's business, I'll I'll charge it for a little while. But uh, but you I'm don't want about, you got to be careful because someone's gonna pick you up. And put you in their podcast. Oh man, you, know, you can't just what? plug in. Anyway. I, I tell you what, I think this might be becoming a bit of an epidemic. Mm. I, I think I may have started something where people are just, uh, you know, kidnapping people and bringing them on podcasts. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's the only way I would ever do a podcast. I mean, really? Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't I, want. I'm to. busy. That's what I mean. I that's, was at a soccer game before this. See, and that's and wh- next I got to go to the gym. That's what I'm talking about. Like, the, the, it's impossible to get guests for this show. That's why I. That's yeah. why I do that. That's yeah. why I have to do this. I, I mean, I want to say I'm glad I did it, uh-huh. and I feel like I feel blessed. Uh huh. That you kidnapped me. Sure. But were it not for that, uh huh. You. Would, I mean, if we had just tried to like, let's say that hypothetically, you were on Facebook. Okay. Because like you had Wi-Fi. So well, I, I technically am on Facebook because I do go to the uh, to the library. Oh, sometimes. okay. All right. So yeah. let's say you were to do something like send me a Facebook message and be like, "Hey, I've heard you're this incredible storyteller and comedian, uh-huh. and I'd love to have you on my podcast." Sure. I'd be like, "Yeah, sure. Let's try and work that out." I mean, that could take months. Yeah. No. You know? I. I it, Whereas if you know, you just, the back and forth. Uh, I can't make so it much, this yeah. day. Oh, I yeah. forgot about this thing. And you know. somebody has to. Every once in a while, you like you think you're going to be free seven Saturdays from now, right? But then when that Saturday rolls around, you're oh, not. Oh, you got to think. Yeah. You're like, uh, yeah. So see. I honestly think you know, just cut out the middleman, kidnap just, people, put them on your show. Yeah. It, it, it makes infinitely more sense when you think about it. You're absolutely right. That's why I do it. So that's 100 percent why I do yeah. it. Uh, all right. Well, I think you did very well on that part of the uh, to the game, the quiz, whatever you want to call it. Um, and now it's time for us to do the final part of the quiz, and that okay. is the, the the three questions. All right. Okay. Now these this basically I'll tell you the three questions um, are more important than the movie quiz. The movie quiz is just kind of for fun. I really gave it my all. You put a lot into it, and I appreciate it, but uh, honestly... We'll see if I have anything just left forget for about the... it, honestly. <laughs> We're just going to... Everything you just did doesn't matter. It's a waste it's of time. It's not going to save you. Uh, in reality, it was a waste of time. Okay. Uh, but, but this... Well, this good is on you to tell me after. Sure. Because if you said sure. this, this next thing is a waste of time... That, you wouldn't have put all that effort into it. I'd have been it. like, yeah, he did something, and he's sorry about it. <laughs> 
and that's the fireman's <laughs> sorrow. He's like, yeah, sorry. Every time he, was, you know, he like steps on people a lot. And he's like, oh, right. sorry. That's like the fireman's <laughs> he sorrow. Steps on people in the fire, you know, because yeah. they're lying on the floor. <laughs> they're lying on the floor, and it's With, all smoky. Yeah, and he can't it's smoky. See him. He can't see him. He's like, oh, sorry, you know, when, whatever. That's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the movie I would have picked. Uh, all right, so three questions. Okay. Uh, these are just three questions, so here we go. All right. Question number one. What uh, is your favorite food? Pizza. Pizza? Yeah. You're pretty Un- sure about unquestion- that? Unquestionably. You're unquestionably you had pizza yeah. as your favorite food, and that's the that's the one you got to – do you have a topping in particular that you enjoy? Well, whenever I go to a pizza place, my first – I always order the plain cheese pizza. Okay. Because I – Anyone can distract you from how bad their pizza is with yes. lots of toppings. That is so true. So I like to find out, is this actually a good pizza place? And I love a good cheese slice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But after that, once, I've, you know, once they've proven themselves to me, mm-hmm. uh, then I'll order the barbecue chicken pizza. I'll usually hold the bacon because I'm uh-huh. Jewish. But uh, I also love chicken and pineapple. Oh, really? You know, chicken and pineapple. Yeah, because I don't eat ham. Right, of course, yeah. of course. So, but I mean, that's a, it's an interesting combo that I hadn't thought of Oh, before. it's good, yeah. I think at uh, Mellow Mushroom, don't they have a jerk chicken and pineapple? So it's they a little spicy? They might. Yeah. I am not. I haven't been you there not in pizza quite well. I, I do. I, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm trying to be um, low-carb these days. Mm. Trying to go low-carb. So when I... Uh, it's tough. It's very tough. It's basically, you know, if you're... If you're dumpster diving like I have been, um, it's mostly, um, uh, you know, uh, like part of a cheeseburger. Sure. And you just got, and you have to take the bun off. Yeah, no. You're taking almost all the food away, and it's already partially eaten. Being a freegan is not uh, an easy way to go. No. Yeah. No, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, But, uh, and you can choose in life between, you know, being thin and being happy. Mm-hmm. Like so, if you eat carbs, you're happy. Right. If you don't eat carbs, you're, you're thin. thin. Right. Those are your options. Right. Thin, happy, happy, thin. But you can't be thin and happy. It's just not. It's not possible. It's not how it's God not, intended it. No, no, no. Yeah. It's not, and uh, I am not either. You're not happy or thin. No. You can no. be fat. Well, see, people always say like he's fat and happy, but you can be fat and miserable. It's true. Yeah. It's true. No one takes that away from you. No. No, I certainly can yeah. be, and and uh, yeah. Uh yeah, I'm sorry. That's incorrect. It was tacos. Oh, the answer was tacos. I got that. I yeah, love tacos too. Tacos are great. So if you'd asked me, like, what's your specialty as far as what you cook, I would have said tacos. Right. Um, but that you but I didn't ask you that, and the answer was tacos. Okay. So I'm sorry. Uh, all right. Question number two. It's <laughs> one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> uh, question number two. If you had any superpower, what would it be, and why? Ooh. Yeah. Well, I've, I think if I had a superpower, it would be to know the right answer to these questions before you, you before I answer them mm-hmm. at least, mm-hmm. uh, so that I can leave eventually. Um, so that'd be one superpower. Sure. Uh, you know, I don't. You don't have one in particular I that you're should, thinking about? You know, it's important. You know, if you think about it, if you ever I'd got like, the opportunity, yeah. you'd want to know which one it was. No, no, for sure. I'd like to be able to walk through walls. Walk through walls. Uh, and why would you want to do that? Because no one believes it's possible. Ah. So how cool if I could do this thing that nobody thinks you can do. Like whenever you, you know, I've been in a lot of mystical conversations with people about meditation mm-hmm. and you know, Hindu saints and all these people and they talk about the guys who could walk through walls, you know, and be like, 
<laughs> that would fuck with that some would people, mess. You know? That like, would be like okay, I'm yeah. I'm in on this. Yeah, no, I mean if you I believe if you're just like there's some people, and especially I'd love to just show up uh-huh. when some people are in a room debating whether or not it's possible to walk through the wall, and I just enter the room <laughs> by walking through the wall. Like they don't even know me, right? Just but in walks this guy through the wall, right? And like, and and they're like, well, that answers that like <laughs> it, it would it it's all it's on par with like the chicken and the egg like right you know yeah yeah it's just like okay this the, asked and answered yeah right there yeah. yeah absolutely okay i'll i'll take that i'll give you a check mark on that oh great i'm Good one for you. i'm one for two one for two not bad is it do i just get two out of three or i gotta get all three right no no no, no. two out of three will do it okay two out of three will all do right. it okay so here's the final question this one is for all the marbles basically right. because you're you know you're tied up at this point uh okay so here we go hmm? for all the marbles what do you think of me oh that's an interesting question uh, see no no well huh. number one i never would have uh pegged you as a guy who lives in the woods but honestly i wouldn't either yeah just just right off the bat it's just a matter of circumstance i'm not a woodsy guy not a woodsy guy not yeah. a woodsy guy you're you're yeah I would have pictured you as a little more indoorsy. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, looking to be. If you, yeah, you'd if love you have, to be indoorsy. If you have yeah. any, uh, if you have any suggestions, any I'm, doors I'm, you could be in, I'm looking for. Yeah, let me tell. I'm you. more in Wallsy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, so, um, but yeah, no, I. So I, I'm surprised by that. Uh, but I think you're, you're very good natured. Uh huh. And I've always thought that about you, oh, actually. That's nice. Thank um, you. The only time I questioned it was uh, the first time I saw you get up on stage mm. and you yelled at the audience. I, did I, I yelled at the audience? Yeah, you did something. Well, f- you stood there quietly for a while. You'll do that sometimes, uh-huh. right? You'll I, just, do, yeah. I do sometimes get yeah, quiet. Yeah, it's like performance art yeah, sort of piece. it's a little thing. And, and then someone said something and you yelled at them. And I yeah, was like, see? I was like, you know... Here's what happens. You know, I, I'll be honest with you. If that happens... It's because um, something happened that day, you know. I'm and I'm lashing out. I I'll be I'll be quite honest, and that's 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 a character flaw that I'm not really proud of. But it, it does happen. If I if you know if somebody's being a pain in the butt, then that's a different thing. But if yeah. somebody just says something and I and I jump on them, that's that's on me. Yeah. Well, I that's I didn't my- feel like it was totally undeserved. It was just surprising because yeah. you'd been quiet for so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just you went from quiet to outburst. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, it, it was almost like, you know. I do like putting people off their game. Yeah. I like, put, I like taking, you know, whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I like um, doing that. Yeah. But in all seriousness, I think you're a good, I think you're a good oh, dude. Yeah. All right. And, and um, I don't feel like I see you. Now, I, granted, I've only been to like two or three mics in the last four months, but. In general, I don't feel like I see you out as much as I used to, mm-hmm. uh, and I would love to see you out more. Okay. So, um, so I would say that. Uh, I think your podcast is really cool. I mean, uh-huh. I, I mean, I'm still hoping I get to leave, but I've had a good time while I've been here. Well, good, good. That's and what I'm looking. Yeah, for. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think you're a good host. Okay. The water is everything I asked for. And, good. And yeah, yes, I, I like mean, to be accommodating. Well, good. Okay. Yeah. I, I is that an, that, is that enough of an answer? I think Did that's you want good. Richer? I think that's good. No, yeah. I, I think you I think you hit the nail on the head. That was what I was looking for. So okay. I think I think you uh, won the quiz. 
Two you for did three. It. Yeah, you did it. That's great. Well, that's done. a relief. No. I got to tell you. Were you concerned? I mean, I think it's. I fair. have plans tonight. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my cell phone works in here. Right. I don't even know how long I've been here. My battery could be dead by now. You know, I don't could know. What, I don't know what kind of like anti, you know, aircraft kind of barriers you have. Like maybe not letting. Yeah, there is actually there out. is. I did actually put a device that does drain phone batteries. Oh yeah, in see? here that, just that. just because you're basically. so prepared. When I walked in here, blindfolded and gagged, mm-hmm. the first thing I said to myself. This guy's really prepared. Probably, <laughs> it's true. It's true. I <laughs> yeah. am. I am prepared. Yeah. No, and I so, had to be. I had to be. I, I learned a lot over these past few months doing this. I show. bet. I mean, I imagine the first time you kidnapped someone, it was you know a little rough. But it was now a mess. You're, you're, I gotta say, it's as good a kidnapping as I ever could have hoped for. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I Angie's list, Yelp. Like <laughs> you I would, I would review you five stars, All being right. like, if you're gonna get kidnapped, get get kidnapped by okay. this guy. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. I yeah. appreciate that very much. Yeah. That's uh, very kind. So I, I think you're good to go. I think uh, we're going to let you go. All right. Uh, I'm just Are you kicking to... me out? Because that feels well, no, a little... No, 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 no. no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blindfold you and gag you again and put you in the back of my van okay. and take you to an undisclosed location where you have to find your way back home. All right. That sounds good. That would be a yeah. good way to end it. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Uh, so uh, I do have one more question. Oh, yes. Do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, plug. Mm. Well, let's see. Um, I do have a monthly showcase that I host called Talk About Funny mm-hmm. at the Lazoom Room in Asheville. It's usually uh-huh. the first or second Thursday of the month. Uh, so the next few months, it's June 7th, July 12th, and August 2nd, and I think September 6th or something. And that's as many dates as I've memorized. Okay. Um, so I guess with the exception of July, it's the first Thursday of all those months. And... That's from 9 to 11, and that's a great show. It's part talk show, part showcase, mm. and it's really a fun, fun show. Uh, so I definitely recommend people come to that. Mm-hmm. And then I have my own podcast called Learning to Fail. Ah. And I've interviewed a lot of really great people, and we're about to launch season two. Cool. And we've had a very long break for season between season one and two, <laughs> longer than I intended. I've done that before. Yeah, too, it's I tough. Understand. Podcasting is once you get in the groove, you're going. But yeah. man, it's like it's such a it becomes such a thing, right? You know, you really have to keep up with it. And there's a lot of work involved. I mean, it's not just uh, you know setting up a couple of microphones and talking for a little while. Yeah, there's and, more and to it. Cruising Lexington until you find some unsuspecting. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot. Comic. There's a lot more to it than that. Mm-hmm. I have to. I have to find a an outlet somewhere where I can plug this computer in and edit this show afterwards. Mm, yeah. That's not easy. No, that editing is you. not easy, yeah. And then, you know, if you plug in, if you go out in front of somebody's business and plug into their plugs, you plug your laptop in oh, there, and start they editing. don't like it. Yeah. They don't like it. And they're like, it's hard to convince people you're homeless when you got a MacBook. It's true. It's you true. Know. I mean, I, I don't consider myself homeless because I do live inside a truck. Oh. So you live in a truck it's in not, the woods? It's a truck. It's an abandoned truck. It doesn't oh. run or anything. Okay. And uh, the windows are busted out. But it does have a roof on it. Well, that's huge. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, so, I mean, I mean, it I all starts with a roof. And as far as I'm concerned, walls and windows are luxurious. It sounds like you have windows. They uh-huh. just don't close. Right. Uh, and, and that windows makes it easier to walk through walls. Oh, good point. I will say. That's a very you good know, point. Especially if they uh, are blown out. 
You know, good point. Yeah, that's so that, there is that. That's that's some words to live by. I think. Yeah. Yep. I think the only thing easier would be a door. Probably. But, Probably a door. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm starting to hear music. Yeah. There. Uh, well, I tell you what. Uh, we're in a we're in this basement here. Oh. And upstairs is a club. That, uh, that sometimes they have uh, some music playing, and okay. it can be distracting. Yeah. Um, well, but, it just makes but, you realize, you know, there's a world out there that I'm no longer a part of. Uh, well, uh, you will be again. Okay. Don't worry. Okay. You will be. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much, Jason, thank for you, being man. on the show. Really and uh, we'll be back next time with another guest that I have kidnapped. So uh, check back with us soon. Bye.